0: Good morning, Eugene, Oregon, and welcome to the Sidious Mag pre-pre-show live from Hayward Field. I'm Chris Chavez joined by Caitlin Hutchison, and we've got a pretty good crowd on our hands here, Caitlin. I
1: know. I need everybody to make some noise. Yeah, go ahead and scream, clap, whatever you want to do, because Chris, as you said, we are out here in Eugene, Oregon, and it is the last day of the pre-fontaine Classic. The Diamond League final for this year.
0: First day was absolutely electric. We saw some records be broken, <laughs> yeah. uh, tons of great action on the track. And today we've got a stacked lineup of guests joining us here on the pre-pre show. And I figured, you know what? Let's let's kick it right off. We've already got one of them waiting for us in the wings, and you who's don't want to make a champion wait. wait who's too in the long.
1: crowd, everybody? Who is that?
0: I spy with my little eye. 400 meter hurdles world champion, Olympic champion. And world record holder, Carson Warholme, come on up.
1: Yeah, give him Along a warm, with welcome, coach, everybody. Life,
0: Olaf, Allness. We're going to have some fun.
1: I'm excited for the fun. I don't think they know what they're in for, Chris.
0: <laughs> All right. Why why you, good morning. It's been good.
1: You guys Grab look like you mic. just woke up. We're going to get you excited. Don't even we worry just about woke it. up. <laughs> <laughs> why is this Life. show
2: so early?
0: Yeah, well, we got to get people excited. That's exactly. true. That's true. So Carson, it's been an incredible year for you. Got the title back, ran some of the fastest times of your life. How are you feeling in general about the 2023 season as we kind of put it to an end?
2: In general, I feel I feel pretty good. But uh but at the same time, you know, I I tend to remember my last race the best and uh and yesterday it was it was a good race for me, but still I I don't like coming second. Or actually I hate it. <laughs> so um so, so that wasn't so nice. But, of course, the World Championships was, was the biggest goal this year, and, and we managed to, to get that, that title. So, so that was good fun.
0: Coach, let's give it a grade. I guess what, it, what were some of the best things Carson did this year Were maybe some of the little areas of improvement? It's hard to find areas of improvement when he's the world record holder and, and the champion.
3: No, it j- just gets more difficult to run faster when you run fast. But there is always places to improve. And uh, it was a very, very long time from 45 to zero.
0: Yeah. That race in particular, like, it was one of the ones that just made me jump out of my seat for a lot of people here. Like, they, their minds were blown at the Tokyo Olympics. And this year, I guess, Carson, like, you were hinting it's, like, it's possible, I guess, to replicate that sort of what needs to happen as we kind of look towards next year, the Paris Olympics, that – that was a special day in Tokyo. What were the elements that made it possible? It was the competition, the stage the w- what else needs to happen so that we can make th- have that moment again?
2: I think the special thing about Tokyo it was obviously the Olympics, so everybody is is a bit more hyped I think but, but at the same time, I think all the factors that you can control and all the factor factors that you can control, everything was was going in in my way that day, and all the, all the stars were aligned isn't that what you say here in the u s so yeah um so that, that was just a great thing but but I think this year I've been able to run even faster times um all over than I did in the 2021 season and that shows that we are on the right path and I think if you want to break the world record again you need to to stay close to it and then if if the chance comes, you 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 break it and um next year is is a new Olympic year so we have time
1: so, Karsten, you're very, very fast. Obviously, you got the accolades and the records to prove it. However, you got some other really great competition that you get to line up against. Uh, as much as you continue to race, and so I want to know what is one person that you just get so excited to race every time you know that you're going to be on the track with them.
2: It's hard to tell, but but I think every time me and Rye race, I know <laughs> it's going to be a fast race. And uh, and uh, and to me, he's probably you know. Uh, one of the strongest competitors out there and and together we make this um, a great event So every time we race together, I know that I have to be on my best
1: So what's that relationship like between you two because I'm pretty sure he hates losing just as much as you do as well And so I want to know like before race are you guys chopping it up? Are you giving high fives? Are you giving each you other? Yeah
2: I think Coach Life was trying to, because he came <laughs> like this in <laughs> this Hawaiian shirt, so <laughs> we thought maybe the guy took vacation, but he didn't obviously, so so um, you know, it's, um, I, think, I think it's respect at the bottom, I think none of us are like, we're not like best friends we don't visit, just visit each other or, or talk on a regular basis, but at the same time we have respect for each other, and, and that's the only thing I, I demand from my competitors, that they respect me and my performances and the job I do, and from that on point forward, they can do whatever they want. But uh, I really, I really appreciate to have competitors like Ryan and the other guys to to push me.
1: So speaking of relationships, you and your coach, I love you guys. Like on Instagram, you guys are always having a great time. And so my first question is: Is how well do y'all think y'all know each other? Think very well. Yeah, Chris, yeah. you want to test this? Pretty, out? pretty
2: sure. Let's
0: test this out. I got some questions pulled from like you know they used to be the game show, the Newlywed Game. So I want to see <laughs> how well. You know, you guys actually know. My girlfriend
2: is actually (laughs) jealous of Coach Life, so (laughs) I know him pretty well.
0: All right, so let's start off. Who spends more time in the shower?
2: That would be be me, yeah. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. Guilty. All right. Guilty. I'm I'm probably the the only one of us showering. eh? I don't know. (laughs) All
0: right, Coach Life, who's Carson's celebrity crush? I mean, respect to your girlfriend, but who's his celebrity crush?
3: I don't really know, <laughs> but uh, I don't oh. know if
2: you have any. We watch Vikings now. Yeah. that's <laughs> a R- nice Ragnar Lothbrok. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right, that's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, it, uh, it doesn't matter. It, it, it <laughs> can
3: be a different kind of love. Yeah. Yeah. That's
2: true. That's true.
0: <laughs> what is Coach Life's biggest fear? Are we talking spiders or anything? I think actually
2: injuries. Okay. Yeah, mm. that's the one. Th- that's the one thing you. That's the one thing you don't mess around with with Coach Life. You can't fake an injury and those type of stuff because he would get a heart attack.
0: All (laughs) right. Coach Life, what's Carson's biggest fear?
2: Losing?
3: Oh, (laughs) that's
0: a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Let's see. If Coach Life won the lottery, what's the first thing he's going to buy?
2: He doesn't spend money. Yeah? I pay him really good, I can (laughs) tell you that. I pay him really, really well. And he's like, I saw this car online the other day, it's $1,200, maybe I should, <laughs> sh- you know, consider. And I'm like, go buy yourself a Porsche or something. No. <laughs> so, you know, the guy would probably buy like three for two DVDs yeah. on <laughs> the kiosk or something. It's, and and, I'm, not, and I'm, a jo- I'm not joking you. Yeah. yeah. He's a hoarder.
0: Coach, <laughs> L- Coach Life, what's, what's Carson spending the billion dollars from the lottery?
3: Oh, even faster car, probably. <laughs> faster <laughs> car. What
0: are you driving right now?
2: I'm driving electric now, actually. Okay. And I know that's not a big thing here, but uh, right now I have a Mercedes and an electric car.
0: Okay. I love that. Um, what is Carson's drink of choice at a bar? I, it's, it's the off-season. What are you letting him get if he goes up for an order?
3: It would be one beer. Just one beer? One, one beer, yeah. Two beer is uh, drunkenness.
0: I thought you' <laughs> you're oh. a lightweight really?
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's strict, I tell you that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but you're talking about the guy that drinks- tw- twelve red Bulls a day.
0: I love that he's got he's got plug the sponsor constantly. yeah, there you yeah go. it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh coach, uh, this is a track and field related question, but you taking risks in races, like you have to be super calculated about that y- over the last couple of years, you guys have turned the 400 meter hurdles into a sprint. There's no more you know, let's get into a rhythmic pattern or anything like that. How how did you get to that point sort of of, all right, we're going to attack it and take a risk no matter what? Because, what, you know, if at the end of the race, Carson, you could be tying up a little bit, but you have to know that you gave it your all. So what happened in the evolution of the 400-meter It It is,
3: it is a risk-reward game. But there was a lot of criticism that he started too fast, and I totally disagree. I say he finished too slow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like every coach thinks
3: that way. <laughs> yeah.
1: So,
0: Carson, I guess w- – have you seen that? Just sort of It's on the women's side. It's the same exact thing, too, with Sydney and Femke and Dalila. They turned it into a, a sprint. So now w- what happens to the event when you guys are already running so fast?
2: I think actually that Coach Life was the brain behind the change that we all see now. I think we started this already back when I won in 2017. I didn't run that fast back then, but I was still running the 200 meters faster than probably no, no one has ever done in the, in the four meter hurdles. And then we continue building that. And I think that, that also happened because when sombo- someone starts to run like that, the other guys got to do it as well. And I think, you know, now you see people are solving the four meter hurdles in a way different way than they, than they did before. And, um, I think it's cool. You know, now people are breaking world records more often in the four meter hurdles and, um, and it's a good thing.
3: He, he did it in the heats actually in Rio. I uh, had no clue what's gonna do over the last two hurdles, but said, go hard on the first eight and be the guy that everyone hates in the heat.
4: Really? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, when I think about you, Carsten, specifically, I always have this image of you in my head of when I don't know what you were making him deadlift, but that video of you just like slamming <laughs> <laughs> like a bazillion pounds on the ground. So, I'm already knowing that some of the stuff that coach gives you is a little. Crazy, but I'm sure you know how to handle it as the record speaks for itself so if you guys are allowed to spill the secrets what is one of the hardest workouts that coach has ever given you
2: we don't we don't train like hard to the point where we throw up every week or that type of thing but we we put in a lot of hours and we are very focused on the specific training and I think Coach Live's mentality and the way he, he he thinks about this is very good because he says everything that you're going to do, you're doing to make the boat go faster. And I think that's a very nice thing because a lot of people train, um, but you need to train on the right things. And I think for us, it's all about training on the specifics. Um, that's what you see also in, this in these weird lifting videos that <laughs> some people love, some people hate. Um, but for us, it's something that we do because... You want to make the boat go faster, and uh, we do a very specific type of event, and we need to do very specific type of workouts.
1: And it obviously works, and, you know, there's a lot of younger kids that look up to you and are just like, that's the guy that I want to be one day, or even the guy that they want to be. And so what's some inspiration that you would give to some of our younger folks out here or people who are still competing that want to be on your level?
2: Um... I think it's impossible to do something over time that you don't like. So the boring advice, first of all, is to is to find something that you like and and enjoy it. But after that, it's it's about passion. I think if you want to be extremely good at something, you have to make it your lifestyle. You have to you have to really adapt it into your lifestyle. You have to do everything that you do in your life. It's got to be centered around you know running fast, me meter hurdles, running fast, whatever you do. Um, and, and to me, it's about training, it's about sleeping, it's about eating, it's about relaxing and doing all the right things. And, um, and you have to learn to enjoy that. If not, you won't be able to do it for many years. All right,
0: Carson, Well, we'll let you get on to your off-season celebration. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us this morning. Everyone, let's give it up for Carson Wall. and his Thank coach you. life. <laughs> I feel like we need to do the, the slapping to wake, u- wake <laughs> the crowd up a little bit. <laughs> all right, we'll be right back after this. Oh all right folks with music like that there means someone's about to make an entrance so we've got the car pulled up i could see it right now let's welcome on six-time world champion olympic bronze medalist and maybe one of the most hated men in the nba (laughs) noah Lyles. everybody This is going to be fun. Oh, uh, I think you put in a request for us to wear some special hats.
1: Uh, where's that speaker, Noah? It died. It, di- it, died. it died. Come on, now. All right,
0: I have to wear
1: I was told that I had to wear this hat and knowing the hairstyle I have, you're insane. <laughs> y'all see how crazy I look talking up about here? you look great. This is why we don't listen to this man right here. All
0: right, <laughs> Noah. End of season. A plus, I would say. If I were, I'm not going to make you give it a grade. I'll give you a grade. Two, you know, you come okay. away with three world championship gold medals. How are you feeling at the end of it now?
5: You get to celebrate. I'm, I'm great. <laughs> I'm <laughs> feeling great. You know, of course, I wanted to win, but yesterday, but I mean, second-fast time of my career in the hundred. I'm never going to be upset with, with that. And I wasn't even going to come here. You know, you know, I, after Zurich, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I was slumped over. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't think I can run again. <laughs> but uh, you know gathered myself back up, and I'm like, you know what, let's let's do one more.
0: You said something really awesome yesterday w- as to like why you decided to make the trip. You're the world champion. This is a meet on home soil. You're an American, and you had to come out for all these
5: people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to come out for all of y'all. Look at all these people. <laughs> Look at that. We got a, a no-allow sign. We got a go tc Williams sign, even though it's not called that anymore. But <laughs> I, I call it T.C. Williams still, so. I mean, yeah, this is what you come out here for. You come out for the, the people, the excitement. You know, I had, I saw on Twitter, somebody was like, I, I, you're the whole reason I was coming out. And I'm like, well, dang, now I got to show up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so for you, I guess, what has made, you know, this season just so special? You set your mind out, and you were loud about it at the very beginning. It's yeah. like double, the double goal, the double was alive from January, and now, you know, you've you've made it happen, and I think you've just shared along the way, the documentary series, mm-hmm. everything about it has just been very transparent. So, for you just to bring all these people along on the journey, how important is that?
5: I think it, it's, it's so crazy because you looked at 2022 and everybody was like, well, how do you top that off? And I'm just like, oh, I got plans. <laughs> so then you start telling people your plans and they're like, no, that's crazy. And it's like, well, you just wanted something you know, crazier than uh, an American record. You, know, you, go, you go hard, you go for three gold medals, you go, you go for you're pushing the boundary, you go for the excitement and then you start documenting it so people can watch it back and you know now we're here and we've accomplished almost every goal. The only thing we're missing is a world record. Yeah. that's true. You know, if, if this was you know an anime ranking, <laughs> it would it would probably be a, it would probably be an S minus, maybe an A plus. <laughs> but you yeah. know, I'm, I'm looking for an S plus. <laughs> And so I think one thing that's interesting about you is that
1: you're always dedicated to not just running fast, but to transcend the sport, as Chris was saying, all the other extra things that you're doing outside of winning gold medals. And you know what's so funny? When I saw you at Worlds, you were like, I'm going to transcend the sport. And I'm like, it's happening. I don't know exactly how it's going to (laughs) happen. I think about three days later, your video went viral, (laughs) and you was the talk of the town and the NBA track and field and literally every sports network for, like, the next two weeks. And so I want to know what True, that moment is still going on now. It's still going on. So <laughs> what does that feel like for you? I mean, whether the people love what you said or hate what you said, like, you are the center of attention.
5: No, it, it, it is wild because in my head, I'm like, I'm doing all these different things, you know. I'm, I'm trying to do interviews that aren't, like, track-related, and I'm, you know, pushing, trying to really push outside the boundary of just what is, you know, being a, a track and field athlete. And, you know, they're getting some buzz, but it wasn't until – you know, I, I I reach in my phone, and my friends are blowing up, and they're like, bro, you got the NBA all talking about you? Like, what you doing out here, man? It's like, what are y'all talking about? And all of a sudden, I'm just seeing all these NBA players, you know, spouting all this nonsense. Drake coming <laughs> in from the class <laughs> Like, Drake, yeah, Drake. Like, come on, Drake. Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, like, everybody, I'm like, man, everybody seems to have, you know, an opinion on this one matter, and it's not track-related. Yeah. You know, that's the crazy thing. And some people are like, this man just won three gold medals. Y'all need to put respect on his name. And I was just like, I don't even care. At this point, the <laughs> fact that my name is being talked around the world now, like, not the track world, the real world everywhere, that's the important thing. And while I got you here, I'm going to keep you here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that's
1: what's so funny because a lot of people are just like, oh, my God, like, we he's so stupid. I hate what he said. Or like, yeah, like, he's completely right. And I'm like, at the end of the day, Noah Lowndes is a marketing genius, and I don't think you realize <laughs> what he just did. It don't matter if you love or hate what he said, at the end of the day, like you said, yeah. you are the talk of the world and it is still going on. So if
0: right. you hadn't turned pro, would you have studied marketing?
5: <laughs> <laughs> you, you know the craziest thing is You uh, can teach a
0: class now, I feel I like. truly could teach a class.
5: <laughs> and I think about that every day. Like, I'm now to the point where, you know, if you look at like World Athletics made uh, like a, a, a tweet about like what has been going on, and that's their best they've ever had in their history of their social media. And it wasn't even about track, it was about me and something that happened outside of track. You know, that that's like just shows the, the situations that I'm like building up and that people are paying attention to. It's like, yo, we, we, it, marketing isn't about like, you know, how it's all, you know, just posting about the win. It's like, how do you tell the story of the win? How do you tell the story of the situation? And then just building off of those one moments and keep pushing each time. And, you know, now I am I post something. You know, GQ made a post about me, and it maybe got, like, 100 likes. I post the same thing. It got, like, 1,000 likes. It's like, yo, at this point, y'all just need to start giving me the content, and <laughs> I'll, I'll handle it myself. <laughs>
0: so we've got all this momentum going into an Olympic year. You said you've got people's attention. You want to keep them there. Yeah. What's, what's sort of, like, the the focus? What do you want them to, f- to focus on? Like, yesterday – you know, I'm sure there's probably people who started following you after the NBA comments Yeah, and they, they watch the race and they see you lose and they're like, yeah, he lost. But, you know, I think that there's other people who are like, you know what, I want him to win. We've got your documentary yeah. series coming and Netflix series coming. Like, what do you hope this time next year people are talking about within track and field?
5: Well, it's um, NBC is very happy with the docuseries and they very much want to keep A season two. There you go. You're getting that Emmy. Exactly. Hey, I need the Emmy. (laughs) It's thanks to all (laughs) these guys out here. Exactly. So, No Allows, the Untitled No Allows Project, a season two is coming for the Olympic (laughs) year. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm very excited about that. Um, So, y'all all all see the hats out here, World Championship hats. Make sure you guys go out on my social media and get you one. We are definitely putting in pre order. So, if you want it, you can have it. But it's only for a limited time because after December, we're not going to be able to make anymore cuz it's all about the olympics but i'm hoping next year you know you look at Co- coco golf and what new balance did with their team you know that's what i was trying to do with my husband. said so she had you know new balance right behind them and as soon as she won that us open you know they were quick to put out those shirts and i'm like yeah that's what I, you know that's the exact type of mindset that i'm trying to give to like adidas and us champs and usatf and world athletics like we got to capitalize hot and quick like people's attention span is short. We got to make sure that we're pushing it. So you know, next year we're gonna be have the docket series. Next year, I'm hoping that we have merchandise coming. Next year, I'm hoping that as soon as we're done with the Olympics, you know, you're gonna see me at the Met Gala. You're gonna see me on uh, USA. Um, you know, I oh, forgot. Good that. morning, the America. Good today morning, <laughs> America. The yeah, yeah. Today Show. The late night TV everywhere. I want you to get sick of seeing <laughs> my face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is kind of like on the bucket list right now in terms of like you? you might not get invited to a drake concert but like you know with no, celebrities i got i got
5: invited to the little baby concert okay instead. i'm
1: coming too right you got extra ticket <laughs> i got some tickets how cool how cool is your outfit oh trust and believe okay i got, okay. I got some fits <laughs> okay, okay. i got some fits i will step hey,
5: what right. are
0: you wearing today like what what goes into sort of like you picking out your outfits i knew you were gonna show up looking no, yeah. nice oh yeah
5: it's um so i had like five outfits back at the uh back at the hotel and i was just like all right so i gotta come on this show and then i'm gonna be on nbc today you know, calling out the races, you know, in the 200s, so I'm like, I gotta wear something where I can, like, look professional, but yet cool at the same time, so I'm like, all right, I'm bringing out the track suit, and I'm gonna wear the little collar, and put on the pearls, you know, bring out the hat, you know, just a little bit of a mixture of, you know, looking cool and looking professional, giving the track vibe, you know, it's, because sometimes it's like, you want to look, you know, super professional, but sometimes it's not you, and you gotta be able to be true to who you are, and I was on, when I was doing my I Am Athlete podcast, I was like, yeah, I had this whole outfit revolved around this hat, but then I had to change it because that's not how I was feeling that day. You know, yeah. I want to feel comfortable and fun and exciting when I'm going out. So that's why I love to wear bright colors.
0: Yeah, you should have got a degree in marketing and fashion design, like <laughs> you're a jack of all trades, Noah. Uh, so today, final day of the Diamond League final, what are you looking forward to the most? We got your 200.
5: 200s, man, yeah. come on now. <laughs> Two hundreds. That's that's my baby right there. I don't care who's running it. You gotta run fast, man. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to see if anybody's gonna try, you know, make a little push for the world lead. Women's world record? I'ma tell you what, it's looking real weak right now (laughs) with Sharika coming in after that Mm. that hundred yesterday. And the thing about her attempt back in Zurich, that was with negative wind. Yeah. We're hoping for a little bit of wind here. Imagine if that was a 2.0 win, a 1.9 win. That would have potentially really have been a world record right there. And, you know, with Hayward Magic, (laughs) anything is possible.
0: (laughs) There we go. On that note, Noah, we appreciate you taking the time. I'm sure there's all these fans here who might want to get an autograph or shake your hand or anything like that. But we appreciate you just always going above and beyond to you know support – sport and just pushing it forward i appreciate that
5: actually how much time do we have
0: i i, I think i got told we got to cut to a commercial break what oh, do you want to shout out
5: i was gonna say we could take like three questions from the crowd
0: <laughs> oh all right let's uh, we'll take one we'll take we'll one take all right one. Who, who's got a question who got for the lucky Noah? question of the day what kind of milkshakes
5: <laughs> salted caramel milkshake
6: <laughs>
0: all
5: By right. far my favorite
0: What gives you the motivation to run every day?
5: Truly, it is the craziest. It, it's, it's a very, um, what do you call it, uh, main character energy.
7: <laughs> I am truly <laughs> really the best, of folks, bro. and I
5: believe with all my heart I am the best, and that nobody has the talent or the ability to train smarter than me, and that's what gives me the motivation to train every day.
0: All right, there you have it. Noah Lyles preaching to the crowd. And I wasn't going to let you go. We'll trade hats. I'll give you. We'll trade And I, well, I, I This field is my hat. last one. but I'll. I'll no, start. no, I already got one. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So okay. You can take okay. that one home, Noah. I'll Thanks a lot. All right, let's give it up for Appreciate Noah Lyles, everybody.
6: Woo! All
0: right, we'll be right back after this.
2: Here in Eugene, Oregon, track town isn't just what we do. It's who we are, it's our home and our heart. It's our history and our inspiration. And we are just getting warmed up.
0: All right, and we're back. Noah just always brings the energy and lifts up just every room that, he, that he's in.
1: He does, he does. And as I always tell everyone, that is a guy that you want to be friends with and be around because his energy is extremely contagious.
0: I love it. All right, so we're gonna keep the show going. We have got another world champion in a, like in the room. All right, I heard let's bring on. We got two world
1: champions.
0: World champion in the pole vault, Nina Kennedy. Everybody,
1: hello. Look at that smile, so bright. How are you doing today? Yep. Yes. Nice. Hello,
8: yeah. I'm feeling good. All Better right. than Katie is because she's not here.
0: <laughs> 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 I ran into Katie yesterday and, and I we both grabbed a glass of wine, so maybe, you know, it's a little bit of a slower start to the morning, but it's all good.
8: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so it's like that. Hopefully she rocks up. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Off season now. You get to enjoy it. What's the big vacation plan?
8: So, I'm going back to Australia. Like, obviously, we have to travel so much. So, I'm going back to Aussie, and it's coming into summer. So, I'm going to be on the beach in my bikini. Oh, love
0: <laughs> it. So, Nina, Diamond League final, world championship. Ha- this whole entire summer, I guess, like, how special has it been just for you to kind of, you know, after the last couple of years, to show up at these big stages and perform? I.
8: It's been awesome. You know, that's why we're kind of in the sport. And I think, like, throughout my career, I've just you know i'm getting those results you know third last year and first this year and the belief is building in me and that's like for me that's really really special i know some athletes just naturally have that belief i don't and now it's growing and i'm like yeah bring on paris let's go
1: so tell me the secret to having it grow because i'm gonna tell everybody a little secret for myself i'm the same way like people <laughs> be like oh you this, then the third and i'm like i don't know what you talking about so talk us through about how you've been building your confidence over the years to the point to where you've made your dream of becoming a national champion sh- true a world champion a world champion yeah yes no, it's it's such a good question and i
8: think it's just focusing solely on the process of what i need to do at training at competition in my life and when the process goes right those medals those high heights they just come and and i'm like oh okay i know how to do this <laughs> now and it's like i do believe in myself
0: So, Nina, you shared the gold medal at the World Championships. We sat down with Katie when we did our show, and she explained it. Now, I want to hear just straight from you, I guess, the rationale of just that moment. It was beautiful. We've seen it kind of blasted all over social media. And I think one of the key parts is that that's a big moment for the pole vault to get, you know, that sort of shine on the event. Now that you have people's attentions, where do you kind of want to take it so that they stay engaged with the pole vault?
8: That's a good question, and especially in Australia, like, everyone knows what pole vault is now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes. And also, just for, like, women in sport, I'm a big advocate for that, and I'm just, like, I know back in Australia, like, I'm inspiring, like, young women, and for me, I'm like, yes, that is so cool, but, you know, there's some eyes on the pole vault now, and I think coming into Paris, it is going to be a good fight. Like, everyone is jumping high, and... Yeah, I think let's just, like, keep that ball rolling. You, Me and Katie were kind of, like... Actually, no, me and my friend, we were kind of talking. We were, like, me and Katie should, like, pretend to have a fight to, like, <laughs> keep the eyes on us <laughs> and to keep this story rolling. But, you know, it, we're not doing that. Friends to enemies. Yes.
1: Enemies.
0: I was going to say, if it hadn't been pole vault, so no jump off, How? Uh, what else would have been a fair way to, to decide the gold medal? Is it a race from, from pole to pole? Is it... Rock paper scissors. <laughs> like, what would be another way for the two of you? Dance battle. What? What? What would be fair?
8: It's a good question. And like, I think a little bit in me, like the dog and me, would want just like a fist fight. And fist I fight. know oh that's like I super love that. crazy. <laughs> I know that's like super inappropriate. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't yeah.
0: know. <laughs> I'm sure Katie's watching from home on her way over here, and, and she's like, "Yeah,
8: you know what? I'm I'm in. I'll bring it on. Bring it on. So inappropriate. I'm sorry, people. <laughs> you mentioned
0: sort of like when that inspiration for like the younger generations who was that for you
8: it's a good question and you know Katie they're older than me Katie and Sandy they are you know five or six or seven years older than me and so when I was kind of starting off in the sport you know I was watching the Rio Olympics I was watching the London Olympics and they were like my idols so (laughs) now I'm like jumping with them and mixing it with them and I think you know I was talking about that belief it's like they were up here And I was like, I'm never going to be as good as them. But, you know, my season and, like, my career is progressing. And, yeah, I'm, I'm mixing it with them now, which is cool.
0: Is it interesting now to sort of, like, go into an Olympic year, like, mentally preparing for it? Tokyo, it's, like, it had its delay. So, like, you could prepare for it, like, even more. But we've been in a rhythm now where it's, you know, Olympics, Worlds, Worlds. And it's hard to stay engaged for that long. So... How are you mentally, I guess, going to enjoy this break and then approach the Olympic year?
8: Yeah, you know, life's back to normal after COVID. Well, normal-ish. But you're right. The Things are flowing. And to rock up next year in, like, the best form I can be. You know, Katie actually spoke about it after her Olympics. Right. Then the next year, she really struggled mentally. And she was very public about that. And she kind of spoke the other day about how she didn't have that mental break. And... I think doing such a technically difficult event, everybody needs that mental break. So I'm going to go home, switch off my socials, and get not get in my bikini and not think about athletics for a good month. And I know that I'm really going to struggle with that, but I know I'm going to be better for it next year. So, yeah.
1: So, what's the first thing you're going to do? Because I feel as though if I was as cool as you were, like, I'm probably the first thing I'm probably going to do is take me a vacation. And, like you said, logging out my socials for a month. Yeah. I'm, I'm locking up the
8: socials. I'm going on some vacations. Um, we have like a lot of sport in Australia right now, like our AFL, which is like our football. Mm-hmm. So, I'm gonna travel to Melbourne to watch that, and I'm gonna go camping. I'm gonna go bushwalking. I'm just gonna like live my life. Have you gotten
0: invited to like talk shows or anything like that yet in, in like, I- like,
8: yes and no. Um, it's like, because you've been traveling so much. I have, and like athletics obviously isn't the biggest sport in <laughs> Australia, but. I hope I'm paving the way, you know, our Aussie team is so strong at the moment. So I think we're just making some inroads and yeah, I want to spread that word a little bit, but also, like I said, I need some time off. So yeah.
0: We had Nicola on the show here yesterday and she's talked a little bit about that, about how like this year was like, I guess the highest medal count in a long time or or possibly ever. So put it out there, Nina, I guess, how many medals for Australia (laughs) next year? I guess it was four
8: this year? I think it was six this year.
0: I'm going to get a fact check from, from, yeah, it was, it was yeah. five
8: or six, but I'm going to put it out to six next year. Like our women are killing it. Um, we had one male, Curtis, um, the Paul Volta, who got a medal, but we're mixing it. And like for us Aussies, that's really cool. <laughs> it's really special.
0: I love it. Well, Nina, you've got all these fans here. I'm sure some people want some autographs and selfies. So thanks so much for taking the time, uh, with us and enjoy the beach. And and the whole off-season.
8: I will. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. (laughs)
0: Thanks so much. Let's give it up for Nina Kennedy. Oh, we got some Sidious fans also Is that real talk with T? Yeah. (laughs) All right. We've got our next guest waiting in the wings. We've got two U.S. champions in the 1500. One of them just happened to break the American record in the mile yesterday. Both of them world championship finalists. Let's bring on up Yard Nagose and Cole Hawker. <laughs> that race yesterday just I lost my mind. Yay.
1: I didn't realize
0: how fast they were going until it was finally over, but mind blowing stuff.
1: Speaking of that, I have a question I have to ask the both of them, Chris. Well,
0: they're on their way. <laughs> I feel like we should have like the, the goose heads that we saw in the stands out here.
1: Everyone's clapping
0: them on. Let's give it up. Let's let's give these guys a warm welcome. <laughs> There's no one more chill in the whole track and field world than Yared Nagus. <laughs> and Cole Hawker, actually, yeah. The two most chill men in track and field. But on the track, killers.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: Alright, guys, come on <laughs> up.
1: How you both doing today?
0: All right. So what? H- how do the legs feel the day after a mile that fast?
6: I mean, mine are pretty dead. I <laughs> feel like... You want to <laughs> take a seat? Like, we can, nah, we can sit there. <laughs> <laughs> I think just, like, ending the season, I feel like you kind of just really want to leave it all out there. So I got absolutely nothing left.
0: Well, <laughs> how about you? How are you feeling this morning?
9: I'm feeling all right. Uh, I feel like I could have gone a little faster, so maybe, maybe it's a bad
0: sign. I, I, <laughs> I should feel a little worse, probably. So yesterday, an epic race... I guess let's let's go through both of your vantage points of how like it unfolded. Yard for you, I guess. Like at what point did you realize just how special and how fast you guys were going? You paid attention. You told me yesterday you saw the splits.
6: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely we kind of plan on obviously coming through at 151, but to kind of keep that up going into 1200, I was just like, man, like we're probably not gonna really slow down like this last lap. So and I was already like kind of kind of the point where you start hurting anyway. So it's just like. I think I'm just going to keep grinding and see what I can do for this last lap but uh no it was really crazy just come around with that line that time at the end so
0: did this one hurt the most of like a, of some of your past races? No, I was just saying a couple minutes ago like I
9: almost felt like we were in like a tactical race back there and <laughs> I, I was looking up and uh these two were just getting further and further and I was like oh my like race I'm like getting tripped up and stuff but uh definitely still rolling Sub-350 isn't
0: slow, but, yeah, it felt like a little bit more tactical than I thought it was going to be for me. Cole, with you and sort of like the season it, it you've had, it was a later start to the season. You dealt with some injuries. I guess what were some of the biggest lessons you took away from just a little bit of that adversity? I mean, you're so young in your professional career, and it's like it happened early, but you've handled it well to get to, to this point where you finished the season strong. Yeah, definitely. This is like a big
9: um, season, just as in uh, my 2021 season was – like really smooth and everything went perfect and you know this season was not perfect and I think just what I've been able to do with uh, the latter half of my season just shows me what I can do with a not super smooth season and so when I get that season, you know, hopefully that's next year and I just stay on that trajectory that uh have a lot of big times and
0: events coming up. And I guess Yard you've been going hard since January. American records indoors, American records, outdoors is it hard to pick like your what your top three moments were? you I mean there are some races where it wasn't even just like you came out with the win, so what were some of the highlights for you
6: no, I mean there's been a lot of really great races this season um on the top of my head, Oslo was a favorite of mine just because I loved well run running so fast, and then also just having all my teammates like all run three twenty nine have that whole field run three twenty nine was great um London was, like, the loudest crowd I ever heard in my life, so that was, like, a great place to be. And, you know, even just, like, yesterday in Eugene is obviously going to be pretty special, too, because I just feel like that energy and, like, being able to run something that special, like, right at the end of the season is just, like, really huge for me. So.
1: So here's the thing. Y'all know I'm a sprinter. I'm a 400 girl. That's what I do all day long. So, you know, the whole distance thing, it's not really my thing. However, I did tell Chris um, at USA's I did become a 1500 fan. Uh, Not really because of you guys. because of Nikki. But now I'm a (laughs) fan of the both of you. But let me tell you the other reason why I'm a fan of the 15. So, for whatever reason, um, Jakob goes out to race and the Brits Brits continue to beat him. But I want to know how bad you guys want to beat him because I just feel like you guys have the potential to do it and i'm ready to see it happen especially you because you were very close yesterday
6: yeah i mean i know i'm like right there i'm like right on the cusp (laughs) of it and i just feel like you know come another year of training and just another year of like getting into races like that i just feel i know i can do it i know it's all there all the pieces are there it's just about having it come together and really like digging down that last hundred so i can. You know, do something crazy. And
1: Cole, when is it going to happen for you? Because I can see it for you, too. If it's, one, if it's one person out here that has got a crap ton of confidence, it is you.
9: Yeah, I mean, I obviously got some work to do, but uh, I see myself winning every race that I'm in. I say that every time, and I don't
0: think it should be any different moving into future. I love it. So, I guess, Yard, for you, you were famously the most relaxed guy out in, in track and field at the day of the world championship final, you know, we spoke with you a little bit afterwards and you said you were bored in your hotel room, just like having to kill all the time until the race. So the off season is a little bit more exciting. Like what are your your fun plans for the off season?
6: Yeah, it's going to be a lot more exciting. I just have (laughs) literally every, every day from like the next month planned. I'm um, obviously I'll start like going back home for a little bit, seeing my parents, but then it's like the Notre Dame, Ohio state game. I go to Canada for a week and then Seattle, Dallas, Chicago, West Palm Beach, back to Denver. Any concerts
0: planned? You hit the Taylor Swift concert during the last season. I did. Off season. Yes,
6: back in back in March I was. Oh, but... that was in season. <laughs> oh, well, I guess in between. It was, was kind of in between. That's yeah, kind of yeah. how I rationalized it. <laughs> Speaking, but oh, yeah. sorry.
1: Speaking of Taylor, Swift, do you know that there is a shirt going around with you saying that you are Taylor Swift? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I
9: saw it. And <laughs> I have a no one. shirt, I think. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Cole, what are your off-season plans?
9: Uh. Pretty chill. I, I don't know. I just, uh, I guess I'm gonna be traveling around uh, U.S. a little bit just to see. You know, my training situation might be changing this next year, so I'll have to do some scouting uh, location. But uh, yeah, I'm just excited to not have to stress about a meet for a while.
0: When's the EP dropping? I know you're making <laughs> your own music. When, when can we expect the first Cole Hawker like album or single to drop? Yeah, follow me on SoundCloud, Davidge. Okay, um, what's the
1: significance behind the name?
9: I have to keep that one under my hat for now. But okay, uh, EP could be could be soon, could be a while. Could right. be bigger
1: than Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah,
0: bigger than Taylor Swift. Yeah. All right, one special request we made uh, for Yard to come on the show. Did you bring it? Did you bring the cube? All right, ladies and gentlemen, Yard to Goose is an American record holder on the track. The American record in the Rubik's cube is probably like three or five <laughs> seconds. So we're not going to get that today. Can we cheer him on to sub-30? Can you you think so?
6: No. <laughs> Sub-40 <laughs> right. would be great. Sub-40. All right. Let's,
0: <laughs> let's bust out the Rubik's Cube. And this is your speed cube, right? No, it's not? Oh, it is. Okay. All right.
1: Hold it up for everybody.
0: Wow. <laughs> All right. Let's see this thing happen. Wait. Let me get the stopwatch. All right, I'm I'm. I'm ready whenever you are. Three, two, one. All right, everyone, let's cheer him on. Let's see. Come
1: on, guys. Act like it's a race.
0: We are at 10 seconds. He's he making might, some really good progress.
1: I don't even know what the strategy to this is. I'm just fascinated. <laughs>
0: Even Cole's mesmerized right now. What color
1: do you guys think he's going to solve first? <laughs> White. Any other colors in the crowd? Green. I
0: don't think Yard's ever done this with someone narrating, so it might be a little bit tougher. <laughs> We're at he's 35 seconds now. He's so close.
1: Oh. Give him some love, guys. You heard him. No pressure.
0: It's tough to do in front of a crowd.
1: I think he's almost there, guys. He's almost there.
3: (laughs) It's
7: it's always okay to quit. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) It's better progress than (laughs) I would have made at this
0: point. (laughs) You're going to get it. Oh no!
1: <laughs> you got so many people that love you. You can do this. Did oh, it! there you go.
0: <laughs> One thirty-one. I'll take a minute off because yeah. of the live audience, but you got it. All right, let's give it a for Yard to Goose and Cole Hawk, everybody. Thanks for coming on, guys. All right, let's keep this thing going. Right after this, we're gonna take a quick break. Let's keep this going. We got another world champion coming on the stage. Let's welcome Olympic and world champion in the pole vault, Katie Moon, everybody.
1: The crowd just keeps getting louder and louder with every guest we bring on. we must got some good people on here today, Chris. Yeah. Hello. Thanks. You just told
7: me I'm pretty guys.
0: (laughs) All right. Feel free to grab the mic. Katie, I'm sorry we woke you up.
7: Oh, my gosh. No, that was totally my fault yeah no
0: it's all good (laughs) uh so we just spoke with nina when one of the fun questions we asked her was sort of like if we were to not do a jump off (laughs) and break the tie what other activity could we have done could it have been a race could we have done rock paper scissors and she said fist fight you down to fight nina for the gold
7: medal (laughs) i don't know she's scrappy i don't know (laughs) she she'd she'd probably beat me on that so i'm I, i don't know we could I do like a hundred?
1: Okay, a hundred. Oh, how fast do you think you can go on a hundred right now? Do you have your PB.
7: Uh, my ago, PB right? is sub twelve, ten. Or I'm oh. sorry, ten. Oh my gosh, no. Um, <laughs> eleven, nine, something. I okay. did it once a couple years ago. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, so an incredible season capped off with the Diamond League trophy, first Diamond Thank League you. title. Yes, right? yeah. So how's that one feel?
7: Oh, so great. I this one has I I haven't gotten this one yet, so it was. Something that was very high on my list, one of my biggest goals, and I'm so, so excited that I was able to come away with it.
1: So what are you going to do with your trophy?
7: Probably set it on my dresser next (laughs) to my other medals. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I was going to ask, sort of like, where do you – You've you've amassed this collection now of like <laughs> world championship gold medals, Olympic gold medals. Like, where do you keep them all?
7: Um, I'm I'm just so not responsible enough to have <laughs> things of this caliber. I lose everything that's important to me. Um, but I I've just kind of been like I said, setting them on my dresser. I just look at them every morning. Wow, I mean that's the ultimate motivator. I woke up and I saw an Olympic yeah. gold medal. Like, I gotta I gotta get my get back. Like, right, I have to yeah. wake
1: up go <laughs> practice today. Yeah. <laughs>
0: all right, Katie. So. This year, what has been the key to kind of like staying engaged and and so consistent all throughout? Because, I mean, last year you spoke very openly about just some of the struggles post-Olympics, just on the the mental side of things, Mm -hmm. and you got it back. You got your groove back.
7: I think really just in that time when I couldn't take a break, it was just continuing to show up every day, and even the days that were really a struggle, as long as I got to the track and did the workouts, got the lifting in, Once I got my head on my shoulders on the runway, then it was able to come together. And so just showing up every day, even when I didn't want to, was a big part of it. And then just getting a break. I took six weeks off completely. I didn't do one thing, like one thing in the weight room, the track, nothing. It was completely a break. And I think that just helped me reset completely for this year. And I came in feeling better than ever.
1: So something that a lot of track athletes talk about, um, or what they've attributed to their success this year is finding something outside of track that like makes them happy and very passionate. So what is that for you? What makes you happy outside of jumping really high and winning all these medals?
7: Oh my gosh. Um, I, I love like going on trips with my family and my friends and doing things like that. Things that allow me to relax and get away, but just, just enjoy the people that I'm around. I'll, I'll, really just go home to Cleveland and be with my family for 3 weeks. We rented a lake house. Shout out Ohio. That's right, <laughs> Ohio against the world. Um and so it just really it's it's just being away from the track whether that's relaxing and on my couch watching TV or going out to dinner and trying good new foods and um I like shopping. I'm definitely into shopping, so
0: <laughs> I love that. Uh so You know, after the Olympics, I remember distinctly, like, there had all these opportunities for you popped up. You know, there was, like, a car dealership sponsorship or whatever (laughs) it was and talking to the Browns. And I guess for you, what did you take away from all of that post-Olympics that was like, all right, yes, there were the struggles, but these were the moments uh, that that you really cherished, and you had another opportunity to create, you know, more of that next year.
7: Yeah, I think doing – getting opportunities with the Cleveland sports teams was – my favorite favorite thing because I grew up going to Cleveland sporting events. I went, I, you know, I watched the Browns every Sunday during football season. I got laughed at if I asked if we could change the channel. So that was, (laughs) I had a, I had a pretty love hate relationship with football for a long time, but love it. Love it now. Um, But yeah, you just, you look up to these athletes and then for them to appreciate what you did, it makes it very surreal. Like, Oh yeah. Like it's just, they're just, athletes trying to be the best that they can be just like me, and they seem larger than life, and it just really puts it in perspective of, no, they're just – they're people working hard just like I am, and it's really cool. All
0: right, we've been asking everyone, and I guess, like, before we let you go, I guess, what is the off-season plan? We – we I saw you drinking a glass of wine, inspired me to get a glass of wine <laughs> yesterday. So the off season has started. What is on Katie Moon's plans for the next couple of weeks?
7: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back up to Cleveland to be with my family for a couple of weeks. We're gonna go to a lake house and just relax. I'll probably play golf, um, just be with my family and friends, and then I'll go to Tulsa and visit my husband. Uh, he's a rowing coach, so he's in season. So we're at a little bit of a distance right now, but go see him and just just really. Rest in every way, mentally, physically, emotionally, and and just be with the people that I love. And Disney, right? (laughs) And Disney. (laughs) And Disney. A
0: quick trip to Disney. (laughs) All right. Everyone, let's give it up for Katie Moon, your Olympic champion and world champion. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks so much. All right. We're going to keep this going on, and we've got our next guest lined up, two-time Olympic gold medalist and the president of World Athletics. Mr. President... Sebastian Coe, let's give it up for Lur- Lord Sebastian Coe.
1: <laughs> Lord Sebastian, I feel like we need to have a red carpet or something. I
0: know this is this yeah. Where's is is the his big carpet, guy? Chris, <laughs> this
1: is all your fault. My, it's my, it is my <laughs> <Yeah>. fault. <laughs> How you doing today, Mr. President? Grab Anyone. whichever one
4: you want.
0: I'm just disappointed there wasn't a red carpet. I know. We'll ah. do, we'll do it better next time.
1: <laughs> you want to sit? You want to stand? You're, you're the boss man. So what's up?
0: <laughs> I'll stand.
1: Okay, well I'm right. standing then.
0: All right. So, in reverence to both of you, oh, oh no, we're in the, we're in the presence of greatness. I'm
1: gonna brag about this for the rest of my life, guys.
0: <laughs> we're back in Eugene. What's it What's it like? I guess wh- for you, wh- where in Eugene, Track Town? Is that USA. where we are? Okay.
7: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, you've <laughs> got you probably got your hotel that uh, you've got set up here. The flight The flight miles are racking up because we're
4: making so many trips here. How special this so is! This it to be is back? like my second home. I know. <laughs> so no, this is just fabulous to be back, and so soon after the World Championships. Yeah. The
0: momentum and the lessons that we took away from this being packed last year during the World Championships, what were some of the biggest takeaways from you sitting kind of as the president being like, all right, this was
4: great? Well, I'm, I'm not just saying it because I'm standing here, but I will say it all the same. This is the most knowledgeable athletics crowd in the world. Mm-hmm. And when you walk around, yeah, you are. You really are by, by a distance, when I walk around, I'm chatting athletics. I'm s- chatting split times. I'm talking about athletes of, of past glory and athletes that we're witnessing here. This is a town that understands track and field.
7: hmm
0: what is the importance, I guess, of activating here in the United States? We're going to have the road running championships come in here uh, in San Diego in 2025. And it, like there's just more opportunities for quality athletics coming to the United it's States. It's really important because
4: yeah. we got the Olympic Games here in in 2028. And that's that's a personally that's a good, an interesting one for me because it was 1984 was my. Second Olympic Games in Los Angeles. Yeah, people are clapping. They remember it. So, yeah, there are a few that remember it. Okay, (laughs) that's good. Who had a color television at the time? (laughs) (laughs) So, no, it's that's it's a we've got a fantastic opportunity and a glide path. So, having you know the Diamond League final here, we've got the World Under 20 Championships coming here again. Mm -hmm. I was here in 2014 when they were so successful. So, yeah, this is this is a fantastic moment for us to be able to really reinforce that track and field is the number one Olympic sport. And not just by a margin, we are the biggest Olympic sport. And it's really important that we punch our weight in the U.S.
1: So... Obviously, you're not the only one who wants to see the success of track and field continue to grow. Um, Like you're saying, by 2028, you want to have everybody know that track and field is the sport. But you got your athletes who are on this same, you know, kind of run as you who are just like, I want to make this happen. You got Noah. Everything that he does is about transcending the sport. Shakari has transcended the sport. And you've got everyone else doing everything that they can to kind of push this goal and this vision that you have kind of set for World Athletics and the rest of track and field. So how does it make you feel to see your athletes do as good as they are, but not just be talked about in track and field, but outside of that space too?
4: Well, I think you make a really strong point. There's nothing I've said here so far (laughs) that matters a jot, unless you've got the athletes doing what they've done. And look, you have to say that since the really challenging COVID years, the one thing that the, the one group that has not let us down are the athletes. And it's the gift that keeps giving. I, I've never been more optimistic about the future of the sport simply by the quality of the people that <laughs> we've got in it now. And, you know, if, if I'd been standing here, you asked me this question a few years ago. Yeah. You know, what are we now going to do now that we don't have Usain Bolt? Well, that's a bit like saying, what do you do when Muhammad Ali retires? Right. Usain Bolt was Usain Bolt. But look at the talent that we've now got coming through. Uh, and not just in one or two disciplines, but right across the board. It takes an awful lot for a track man to admit that one of the events they're most looking forward to today is the men's shot put. Yeah, <laughs> with Ryan Krauser and yeah. everything that he's done. Yeah. So everywhere you look in our sport, we've got great head-to-heads. We've got the most extraordinary young talent coming through. And I'm more optimistic than I've ever been at any stage in my life in this sport about what the future holds surely
0: you've had moments that as a fanatic of the sport that have wowed you and surprised you this year in particular has, has, has w- what has been the one that really kind of brought you to your feet and you're like oh my god did that really happen?" that mile yesterday you would have been third
4: <laughs> <laughs> i'd have been third on a good day yeah well
0: actually give <laughs> you give you a pair of the super spikes and maybe you would have won
4: of course i would have done <laughs> yeah you know Give me something that wasn't a wartime diet, get exactly. me onto a rubber track, <laughs> take me out of my road shoes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. thanks, for te- yeah thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. All right, so, so what were the moments, so your favorite moments? Oh, look, it, the problem is that if you look at the season, we've had five world records in Diamond League alone. We've had 13 Diamond League records. Um, I, I was very privileged to be in Florence at the beginning of the year when Faith kip Yeagan became the first woman to run under 350? 350. Uh, and you only had to wait a week later for her to do the same pretty much in the in the women's 5K. So if you said to me who unquestionably should be the sportsman or woman of the year, I think it's Faith kip Yeagan mm-hmm. In any generation, in any era, <laughs> she is, that's, for me, that's, you know, that's some of the most outstanding performances I've seen. But I'm also lucky to be able to say that everywhere you look, in all our distances, I mean, uh, uh, Jakob's run yesterday was outstanding. A new American record, which was not an easy record. You know, the fastest mile anywhere in the world for 24 seasons. You now, everything, you know, everything has come together here. And, you know, it, it's fitting that the... Diamond League final, the climax of the season, should be in front of all these fans, the most knowledgeable fans in the world.
0: Yeah. All right. Final question before we let you go. What's the biggest hope for this time next year if we do? another show here or in Paris, I guess. What do you hope people are talking about with? Well, I ho- I'm hoping you'll invite me back on again. Oh, always. <laughs> you know we've
4: got a nice thing going. This and is, we'll I have think, the red fourth.
1: carpet for you next time. Yeah, we'll bring We're the red carpet. Actually, yeah.
4: it doesn't really matter to me because, you know, I'm colorblind. All right. So I, I didn't know that. I could have walked up there on any color and I wouldn't have known. <laughs> that. All right. That, we'll take note of that for you. I want our sport to be even bigger. I yeah. want more young people watching it. I want it more accessible. I want just... I want us all to just to be able to show the absolute joy of running, jumping, and throwing because at its best, this sport is untouchable, and we need to make more events, we need to make them more global, and we need to use them to encourage more young people into our sport. You heard it here from the president himself. Let's give it up for President
0: Sebco. Thanks very much.
4: Enjoy the meeting today.
0: I'm not going to let you go. It should say I love athletics, but we got, oh, gotcha, I love track and field hat. You can wear it anytime you want.
4: Can I wear it now?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Put Thank it you. on. We got the cameras here going. How do you get the picture of them? There it is. <laughs> All right. We've got one more guest. Thank you. Up.
4: Great to meet you, too. <laughs> Thanks hey, so much. As ever. Always a pleasure. Keep in touch. Of You've course. got my mobile number? I'll get it from, from you. Yeah. okay. Yeah. I don't have an agent. I come cheap. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, let's give it up for President Seb Co. Special thanks to the production team for Trackland for putting this all together, being able to stream this on YouTube all around the world. And I guess, like, the biggest thanks, of course, always goes out to Tracktown USA, the Prefontaine Classic meet organizers, for having us in this space. And just, like, the amazing collection of guests that we had today. So, Caitlin, I... Love track and field. And moments like this remind me of it every single time.
1: Man, Chris, I'm going to have to sit there and agree with you that I absolutely love track and field. I would take a bullet for the sport.
0: Thanks, everyone, (laughs) for watching. Have a good day.